Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Today we continue our new series. Those of you that were out of town, we have a series called The Remnant is Rising. And we're going to continue that today with a message called God's Oil Reserves. Matthew 25 is where we're going to begin. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says in verse 1, When my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps, went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of these maidens were foolish and ill-prepared, for they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise, for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened by the shout, Get up! The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. Love that. So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, hey, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. We can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go and buy some for yourselves. Buy some for yourselves. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with them. The wedding party Uh, and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, go away. Do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. That's the reason you should always stay awake and be alert because you don't know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Only a remnant was wise. God help us if it's, we don't want it to be 50%. But this is the, prophet, the, the, the parable that Jesus told. I want to weave in Ephesians 1, one of my life verses, also from the Passion Translation, <clears throat> verse 17. It's one, of the Paul, it's one of the prayers of Paul. He said, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation, to know him. Everybody say, know him. On that door, when you leave this room, we have one of the mottos, one of the mantras, one of the declarations of this church, know God and make him known. That's what we're about, okay? So this right here says that the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination If you've been around here any length of time, you know that that word in Greek, the word opening the eyes of your imagination is the word photizo in the Greek, P-H-O-T-I-Z-O, which literally means that you can begin to picture or develop the, the photographs or picture on the inside of your imagination what God wants you to do. That you can see it, okay? I pray the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination. You'll develop pictures of it inside of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope 
of his calling. Let's pray together one more time. Father God, we ask you to come and open the eyes of our heart today that we can begin to take in your words and that your words would give us hope, that your words would give us life, that your word would show us what to do and how to be the light in this dark world. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Last week, we began a fresh theme called The Remnant is Rising. We've been talking about revival, talking about the spirit of revival. God is moving right now. And some people are looking for an awakening, a, a, a giant awakening, which we are believing for that. Some people are looking for a great falling away as we get closer to the end of time and the coming of the Lord. I said last week, I believe both can be true at the same time. It's not a one or, one or the other. It's not one off. It is, it is both. We described last week God's remnant church that's rising up in this hour. We said it's number one, passionate. Number two, surrendered. And number three, there's a spirit of prayer. The remnant church is a praying church. And it's not a praying church out of obligation, but a praying church out of revelation. Last few decades, there's been a spiritual moral decline in our nation. Statistics confirm it that America has been adrift. Denominational churches are losing people left and right. And it's interesting because the denominations are, are shaking the last couple of decades because the reaction of some other denominations is to then compromise the word of God to try to get more people. And the, and the response of others is, we're going after Jesus. Now, the ones that are going after Jesus are actually growing again. But the ones that are staying in liturgy and religious traditions of men, and when I say denominations, I, just, I mean even groups that, are, that don't, have a, uh, they don't have a denomination. We're not denominational. We're part of a, an affiliation of churches called Wave Collective out of Virginia Beach, Virginia, and if it ever, we, we, we have to keep moving forward as well. It's not just about the word denomination, okay? It's about groups of pastors and leaders, <clears throat> how they're hearing from God. So many of the declining church denominations recently have more and more been openly rejecting the inerrancy of scripture as God's living word, many even embracing universalism. Universalism if you ever see those universalist churches around, they just believe in everything. Everything's God. Grass is God. Tree is God. The sun is God. You're God if you sit still long enough. Everything's God. And there are many ladders that lead to heaven, not just through Jesus. It's through this and that. The problem is that the scripture says there is no other name, no other name, no other name under heaven by which we must be saved, but by the name of Jesus Christ. And so you have all this watering down, splits and divisions have increased, and the spirit of error has come into God's church. I want to read you from a quote I read recently. Kind of, it kind of shocked me, and I thought sometimes the church needs to be a little bit shocked. <clears throat> this is a report from a large denominational pastor's conference statement as more and more of the bigger old line denominations have embraced homosexuality as a norm and now all of the alphabet people agenda and all the stuff going on out there, 
recently at a pastor's conference, the leader got up and said, quote, I will no longer define my lifestyle or my sexuality by the four narrow corners of this book. And he held up his Bible. He said, I declare to you, it is time for another testament to be written that is more up-to-date and written for the times in which we are living. That's called apostasy. That's not the end of that statement because as the man of God that was at this meeting of his denomination, the, 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 the one that's standing for God was stunned because as this man finished, the crowd of preachers responded with a thunderous applause. The majority of them seemed to agree the speaker's sentiments and this man of God who wrote this, the article that I read, he vehemently disagreed with it. He was stunned that anyone would signify their agreement with the heresy that came out of his mouth. He was surprised one person, he was surprised they didn't stone the guy or say, boo, get out of here. But the body of Christ is at stake. It's so crucial that we live in light of the truth. The Bible is the truth. The Bible says, let God be true, even if every man is a liar. This week, I want to drill down into more of the characteristics of the new remnant. When we started in 1990, the Lord spoke to my heart about a new breed church that was being born into the earth, a church that would never settle for religious rituals or pious ceremonies, but one that would be hungry for his presence and his power. You know, light seems to be very important to God. Light in the Bible speaks of revelation knowledge, the ability to see, perceive, understand, and apply what the Lord is doing right now. In order to do that, you need oil. In order to have light, you have to have oil. I read this quote yesterday and I inserted it into these notes because it was so important. Pastor Penny Maxwell recently said, if all you want from the pulpit is candy, you're gonna end up with truth decay. I like that. She said a healthy diet includes more than a sugary gospel. It includes the truth in the spirit of love. My friends, it's not enough to have seen in the past. It's not enough to have known about Christ. It's about now sight or insight. The closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more important is our spiritual sight. The Bible says, Jesus said it this way, ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to perceive and believe. Having discernment, the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge is higher than sensory knowledge, the five senses. Most of us have been trained our whole lives in public schools to trust our five senses, trust our own brain and trust our, our smell, our touch, our sight, our hearing. What did I leave out? There's five. <laughs> the taste and see the Lord is good. Yeah. How can I leave out taste? It's my favorite one. <laughs> Some people that lost their taste during COVID, they have a new appreciation for taste. Somebody said one of the, one of the things that happened out of the COVID thing, some people that lost their taste now have it actually 
turned upside down where when they smell chocolate, they think it smells like garbage. And I said, oh, no, 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 Lord, please heal your church. Protect your people. That's where I draw the line. The spirit of wisdom and revelation, the, 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 the flow of the Holy Spirit in God's church to show us the way forward, to reveal, to, to light up the way, to light up the path. It's higher than the five senses. It's stronger than mental understanding of facts, which I call college knowledge. I'm not against college, but I'm just telling you that, that the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit and the revelation of God's word is higher than college knowledge. In the parable of the 10 virgins, they all have several things in common. Number one, they're all virgins. There's a, there's a certain amount of purity in all of these ladies. Secondly, they all had lamps. The lamp in the Bible always speaks of the word of God. Thy word is a lamp, lamp under my feet, a light under my path, right? So the, they had the lamps, they had the word. Next, they were all waiting to be part of a wedding party. They had a form, an outside appearance of godliness. I mean, Paul wrote to Timothy, when you find people that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof from such turn away. They all went outside expecting to meet the groom. So they had some awareness that Jesus was coming. They all got tired of waiting. Listen, they all got tired of waiting and they all got drowsy and fell asleep even the ones with the oil. And they all heard the call to get up and they all trimmed their lamps. But here's the separation point. Jesus called five of the maidens foolish and ill-prepared because they had no extra oil other than oil for the moment. They didn't have oil that would last. They didn't have oil, they didn't prepare their oil <clears throat> to keep their lamps burning or to keep their lamps lit. Thankfully, there was a remnant that had prepared oil in reserve. There was a remnant that prepared oil in reserve. Oil today is certainly a key to most of our power, isn't it? I know everybody's trying to bring in all the electric cars and all stuff. That's great, awesome. Do, do all you can. You know, I was thinking the other day, just... If, if, if gasoline and oil are fossil fuels, how many dinosaurs must there have been? I mean, this, you know, I, I, I filled up with a brontosaurus last Thursday. You know what I mean? How many, how many layers around the earth of fossils do we have? It's, it must be pretty deep. I never thought of it before. I'm thinking of it now as I'm closer to becoming a fossil myself. But anyway, that's a different story. Oil runs most of our cars. Electricity to our homes. I know some of you say, well, America runs on Duncan, but that's not necessarily true. Oil gives energy. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does in the Christian life. The Holy Spirit the essence of his help to us. He's called the helper. The essence of all the helps that he does boils down to he energizes us. He's our power source. 
We're like the Energizer Bunny because of the Holy Spirit. We just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Oil in Scripture always speaks of the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. We call it the anointing. The continual flow of the manifested presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to remind you, he's not an it. He's not a mist. He's not a cloud. He's not a fire. He came in all those forms in different times to help his people. But he is the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he is essential to living an overcoming life. Thank you for that overwhelming response. During the pandemic, governments tried to decree who the essential workers were. And they said by decree, you are essential and you are not essential. Thank God to the Lord Jesus, we're all essential. And the Holy Spirit is the most essential part of us. I decree in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit is the most essential of all. The remnant is a supernatural people. The remnant of God, the people, if you want to last during tough times, if you want to be part of the remnant that survives and thrives and lasts, you have to know that you must trust the supernatural Holy Spirit for supernatural living. When I say supernatural, I don't mean spiritually weird. I don't mean flaky. I mean supernatural. Naturally super. That you are a person who can trust God for miracles, for healing when you need it, for deliverance from evil spirits when you need that, to help somebody else get free as well. You have to have that kind of tenacity, even if it appears that there's a delay in your answer. The remnant of God is, a, is filled with the anointing oil. In the parable, the wise maidens had flasks. They had reservoirs, containers full of olive oil. Their human spirits are ready to contain and distribute the oil. They are ready Jesus talks about them. He says they're ready because they're prepared to encounter the master. They've been taking care of their lamps, maintaining, cleaning them all along. You know, we see it in the book of Acts, what the early church was like. And they were growing in revival, but they were also producing a remnant at each step and each encounter and each each difficulty, each challenge. Acts chapter two, the 120 received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People show up just to find out what's going on. Peter preaches the message to them, calls for repentance and for them to receive the same gift and 3,000 get saved. Within a period of, short period of time, this thing was exploding all over Jerusalem. But then they were, on their way to prayer by Acts chapter four, they encounter a man at the gate beautiful. I, sh- I preached it a few months ago, but they, 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 they bring healing to this man in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. They had something inside. 
They had the power of the Holy Spirit energizing them, and they had the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Peter counted that as something he has. I have that. Don't have money to give you right now, but I've got what you need. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And then they helped him up. And then the power of God hit. Now, people come around the temple, want to hear what's happening. They start to preach to them. And there's an uproar in the city and they're, they're arrested. They're threatened. And they're told this. If you ever teach or preach in that name again, you'll die. We're going to kill you. We're going to beat you. We're going to kill you. Then they let him go. Peter and John and the disciples, the Bible says, Acts chapter 4, gathered together. They went back to their own company. They went back to their local church, to the people that had faith with them, and they prayed together. And what they pray for? They said, God, we know you filled us two chapters ago. We know you filled us before. But Lord, with what we've just been through, we seem to have leaked some oil. We seem to have lost some oil here, and we need a refilling with oil. Would you grant us that with, all, with the spirit of boldness, you'd pour out your Holy Spirit on us afresh? And the Bible says the place where they prayed was shaken together. An earthquake hit. And the Holy Spirit fell on them and they began to prophesy. They began to sing. They began to worship. And the spirit of boldness came upon them afresh. And great grace and great power was on them all. My friends, you can't wait till you need more oil until <clears throat> you run out to go after more oil. You've got to be being filled like they were in the book of Acts. Keep being filled. Be not drunk with wine, Paul writes. We're in his excess. But be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. So blessed last night, went over to our son's house for dinner <clears throat> with our whole family, and we got in there, and my youngest, well, Ricky's youngest daughter, Alana, now my middle granddaughter, she's three, and she sings all the time, and her hero is P.L. She calls him Unc. That's her uncle. <clears throat> she wants to sit with him at dinner last night. She wants to sit with him because she wants to be around PL because he leads us in worship in the presence of God. So here's a three-year-old and before dinner, she's grabbed my hand. She pulled me into the, the little play, playroom and she spoke to Alexa. And she told Alexa to play a certain praise and worship song. And then she sat down to this little toy keyboard and she proceeded to lead in worship. You talk about gripping my heart. This was totally, her sister was busy. She usually follows her sister around. She's getting her own thing at three, you know? She's finding her own gig. Her gig is she wants to worship. She wants to sing and she wants to lift up praise to Jesus. Now folks, I'm telling you, that's a blessing of God. You start to see that at two generations down. 
it, it, just, it just does something explosive in your heart. It just blessed me to no end. In the parable, they kept those lamps filled with oil. This was no last minute fly by the seat of their pants endeavor. The remnant values the presence of the Lord and lives by his grace and power. Isaiah 10, 27 says this about the anointing oil. <clears throat> Again, I don't know why, but from the Passion Translation, in that day, the Lord will remove the heavy burden from your shoulders and break off the yoke of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. We need a fresh anointing oil. We need an oil change. I do and you do. From what we've been through the last year and a half, if we're going to recover, if we're going to get past it, if we're going to get healed, if we're going to get well enough to help other people to get well, we need fresh oil. <clears throat> David the king wrote in Psalm 92, he said, my horn, the horn in scripture always speaks of authority. He said, my horn, you have, you have exalted like a wild ox. You've anointed my head with fresh oil. We can't live on the old oil. We can't live on the old wine. We need fresh oil. Because this anointing in this moment of time removes burdens off of our shoulders and breaks yokes of bondage that harness our necks. Jesus said the foolish people have the, uh, had the audacity to then ask to borrow the oil from the ones who prepared. And I can see the headline now on social media. Those mean Christians over there, haters, bigots, they wouldn't share their oil with us. That's not the Christian way. You don't have real love, you haters. But they spoke an important truth. You have to get the oil for yourself. This oil I'm talking about, it, it's not gonna come to you <clears throat> because you have a lamp. It's not gonna come to you because you're nice. You have to buy it for yourself. You can't live off of your friend's oil. Somebody listen to my voice, whether in this room or online right now, you've been living off of your mama's oil. And that oil's gonna run out. But our God never runs out of oil. You have to receive it for yourself. You can't live off of somebody else's oil. You can't live off your brother's oil, your cousin's oil, your grandmother's oil. You can't live off of, well, our family, they raised me in church. You know, you know how many times people tell me, well, I was raised in church. You know how little that means today? It means a lot here in this atmosphere. If your children will continue to be filled, to be being filled and follow your pattern of going after more of God, not just in an emergency. 
That's where it's important. But here's the problem. We have people that have relied on, I went to church, I was raised in church, as if that got them filled up once forever. It doesn't. You have to go after this oil for yourself. It's so precious. It's so powerful. But you have to value it for yourself. And there is a price. There's a price. Fortunately, the price has already been paid in full by Jesus Christ. Suffering on a cross he didn't deserve to purchase the anointing oil for you. But you have to go after it. You have to receive it for yourself. Don't be caught off guard. Jesus is coming back and we better be ready for him. Not just Christians, but Christ followers. The remnant is rising with fresh oil. The remnant isn't waiting till the last minute. In a moment, we're gonna pray. And I want you to consider some things today, whether you're in the room or connecting with us online. We often ask the question, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior? And that's an important question, but in light of today's parable, this wasn't about, did they know who Jesus was? In this parable, the bridegroom comes back and doesn't recognize those without the oil. So let me rephrase the question. Does Jesus know you? Not just your name and your identity. He loves you in that way. But is he intimately acquainted you with you by his spirit? Does his spirit have an inroad into you? Listen, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in your heart. But here's the problem. He doesn't want to just live in your heart. He wants to consume your being and fill you up from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He wants to fill you. He wants to fill every part of you, every aspect of you. If not, let this be your moment of surrender. Everyone in this room and everyone watching has an oil level. Just like you would in your vehicle. And I don't know your level and you don't know mine. But God does. So the final question becomes, do you have your own oil? Paul asked the question of a people that were listed as believers in the book of Acts and said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? <clears throat> and they said, we didn't even know anything about a Holy Spirit. He said, then what do you believe in? What did you, what did you, what were you baptized? And they were baptized. They said, we are baptized in John the Baptist's baptism for repentance. He said, oh, I see. So you're on the road here, but you still need more. You need Jesus and you need to encounter 
the oil of His Spirit. You need to be filled up. It's time to quit apologizing for being Spirit-filled. I'm not saying spooky. I'm not saying weird. We don't allow weirdness here. The Holy Spirit's not weird. He's the most normal. He's normal. We're weird. He's He's normal. To be filled with him, though, is to have an encounter with Jesus. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. There's one coming after me, he tells, John the Baptist tells his followers, one coming after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to lace up. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I don't know about you, but I need some spontaneous combustion. I need some fire in my engine. I need some rev on the inside of me. After what we've been through this last year and a half, I need the Holy Spirit now more than I've ever needed him before. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment? Right wherever you are, I wanna pray for you. And you got to be really honest. You got to be brutally honest. Because this isn't time for games. If the early church, through what they experienced and the traumatic things they went through, made the very leaders, the very ones that were around Jesus, the very disciples of God, if they were around him and yet still needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Baptized in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 and refilled again within a few weeks. That threatening, that fear, those tactics that were trying to intimidate them. Can I tell you, those intimidating factors are still here in the earth today. <clears throat> trying to tell you If you speak in the name of Jesus, people are going to hate you. Don't talk about him. Don't share him. Be ashamed. Just hide out. You'll be okay. You can believe what you want to believe, but keep it to yourself. That spirit is all over this nation right now. But the Holy Spirit is stronger. Greater is he that is in you and in me than he that is in the world. The same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you if you belong to Jesus and wants to consume you that others might be changed through you. Heads bowed, your eyes closed, no one looking around. Everybody in this moment, does Jesus know you? I'm sure he knows your name. I'm talking about, does he know you? Have you, listen, our God will not kick the door down. He will only come in to hearts that have opened the door. And he won't force you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit or to be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. He won't won't do that to you. This is is an opportunity. This isn't, you, you have to be the same one. Like you're responsible to fill your gas tank and keep, oil in your car. You have to be responsible for this. 
and the Holy Spirit will meet you. Jesus himself will pour out his spirit to fill you up, to immerse you if you'll ask him to. Right now, the Holy Spirit is moving all over this place. He moves through words. He moves through actions. The only prerequisite is to be born again. The only prerequisite is to be born again. You must be born again. If you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, then that's the first step. If you need to do that, do that now. But then it's about this. How energized are you for God right now? Because if, you, if you're lacking zeal or passion or desire, if your prayers have become out of obligation instead of revelation, then you need to be filled fresh or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Say, Pastor, I, I want everything God has for me. Yes, I do too. And God wants that more than you do. But the gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God, the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 are not weird. They're supposed to be something we live by. They look weird because we don't use them enough. We don't utilize on the daily basis. This, this isn't just to happen inside the inside the church on a Sunday morning. It's to happen inside the church so that it goes through the church onto your mission field this week. Right where you are. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fresh. I don't care if you've been, I don't care if you spoke in tongues 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago. I'm talking about you know where your energy is. <clears throat> you know where your passion is. You know if that oil light is on. Need more, need more, need a change. I'm gonna do something real bold here right now because a lot of times in the Bible, in fact, almost every time in the New Testament, people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, someone laid hands on them. And I wanna pray for you right now. If that's you, you say, Pastor, I want to get filled with the Holy Spirit or I want to get filled afresh, whether it's the first time or the 50th time. Only you know where you're at from what we've been through these last couple years. If that's you, stand up on your feet right now. Stand up right where you are. Say, Pastor, I need, I need to be filled. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. I need new oil. I need an oil change. I need an oil change. I need more of God. I, I'm doing it. I feel like I'm doing it in my own strength. I need more. I need more. If you're standing, I want you to get out from your chair and come up to the front right now. Just come all the way up to the front. Get as close to the stage as you can. Pastors, I need your help. Come right now. Just come up here and just close your eyes, but lift up your hands. Holy This is awesome. Everybody even out there, would, you, would everybody just lift your hands, whether you're at home or in the room, just say this with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, you are the one 
that baptizes with the Holy Spirit and with fire, I ask you now to fill me up, immerse me, release your spiritual power as a reservoir, a river within me, brand new, change my oil. I need your energy. I need your presence. I need your power. Lord, forgive me for trying to do everything in my own strength. I've lost my power and I need more. And you are the source. Come, Holy Spirit. Help me to live for you. Fill me with your gifts and your supernatural power. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.